0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock Podcast. I'm back today with my new friend Elizabeth Urbanowitz. Isn't that a fun last name to say? Hampton's a good last name too. I really like it, but Urbanowitz, that's fun. But you said you're single. And so if you get married one of these days, you're going to lose that Urbanowitz name.
1: I know I I won't I don't know that I'll necessarily be super sad about shedding it but (laughs) it'll be a great memory
0: (laughs) now are you hoping for a really easy name like Smith or Jones or something like that or do you just not care
1: Well, that would be ideal, but I think someone's character and their love for God is slightly more important than their last name.
0: (laughs) There's that too, I suppose, you know, I mean, if you're really being particular about who you're going to (laughs) marry, I, you know, we teach our girls all the time. The first most important thing is the last name. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Of course not. Well, Elizabeth, I'm glad to have you back with us today. We are talking about studying God's word and teaching our kids to do that. And today, Elizabeth is going to give us some really practical ways to do that. But before she does that, I want to thank CTC Math, our sponsor. If you guys are looking for a great math curriculum, go to ctcmath.com. You can try them out for free, ctcmath.com. All right, Elizabeth, I love checklists and most homeschool moms enjoy checklists because we need We need points to work off of. Like I just do so much better with that. And so I would love for you to, maybe this is a good time for you moms to bring out a notebook and just jot down some of the things that Elizabeth will share with us because what I want to know is how. I always want to know the how. We talked in the first episode on Monday really about the why it's important to teach our kids God's word. If you missed Monday's episode, go back and listen to that. It's so good. But today we're going to talk about the how. So now we know our why. How do we do this? How do we implement this into our kids? We're not just reading God's word to them. We're literally teaching them how to study the Bible.
1: I think that, you know, studying the Bible, what we do with our kids really should match our instruction in every other area. You know, as parents, we don't want to be cooking our children breakfast every morning when they're 25. You know, when they come back to visit, yeah, that's great, but not every morning. You know, we don't want our sons living in our basement when they're 40. You know, we want them to have a job and their own house and family and all that kind of stuff. And so it should be the same with scripture. Like our goal should be, as we're teaching our kids scripture, to work ourselves out of a job, Mm -hmm. you know, so that they know how to read scripture eventually on their own. And so I would say three really important skills to give our kids in order for them to be able to read, interpret, and apply scripture. The first one is to teach them them the whole story. So, number one is to teach them the whole story because when we think about, you know, any, think about any movie that we enjoy, if we just saw random clips from that movie played out of order. We'd be very confused about the plot line of that movie. Yet often that's the way we go about Bible instruction with our kids. You know, we'll highlight important narratives, sometimes in chronological order, sometimes not in chronological order. And then we'll throw in, um, you know, prescriptive passages, such as like the Ten Commandments, the fruits of the Spirit, you know, things like that. And our kids are just left without the whole picture of scripture. So the the number one most important thing is to teach them that narrative, you know, from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. And what I like to do when I'm instructing kids is to break it up into large time periods, you know, so they don't need to have every single narrative, you know, they don't need to know, you know, like the, you know, Dathan, and Abiram's rebellion in the wilderness, you know, does that fall <laughs> before Moses, you know, Aaron and Miriam rebel or after, you know, they don't need to have that memorized. But thinking through the big, time periods. And so I usually like to teach kids, you know, first comes creation, then there's the fall. Then we have early history. You know, that's the time like where there's, you know, Cain and Abel, Noah and the flood, the tower of Babel. After that, we have the patriarchs. That's where God zooms in on one family, Abraham's family. Then that family ends up in slavery in the wilderness. There's the time of the Exodus. Then they wander in the wilderness and conquer the promised land. Then there's the time of the judges, the time of the United Kingdom, the time of the divided kingdom. Then the Israelites are in exile. Then God brings them back to the land. They return. And then there's 400 years of silence. And so that's the Old Testament, you know, broken up into major time periods. And then the major time periods in the New Testament where we have the life of Jesus, then we have the early church, then we have the time period that we're in right now, the church age, you know, and we're waiting the final time period, you know, that's talked about in Revelation, which is Jesus's return. And so what I like to do is just, you know, teach them that story and then I'll just give them whether it's pictures or words of those time periods cut up, and they can then put them in order. And we practice putting them in order every day. And we time ourselves and we see, oh, can we, you know, like get five seconds less than yesterday or last week or, you know, whenever we were doing that. So they know that story forwards and backwards. So that's the first thing is that we need to teach our kids the entire story of Mm -hmm. scripture so that. Anytime they hear a sermon, anytime they hear a Bible lesson, anytime they hear a passage of scripture quoted, mentally they can say, okay, when does this take place? Is this taking place during the time of the Exodus? Is this taking place during Jesus's life? Is this taking place during the time of the divided kingdom? So they have that mental timeline. So number one, most important things start there.
0: (laughs) What we do at IEW is break through the,
1: the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do
0: Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their Creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at apologia.com.
1: The second thing that I would encourage parents to do is to teach some basic skills in sound biblical interpretation. And we've already talked about some of these. So once they have the whole story down, then teach some basic skills, such as reading Bible verses in context, which we've already talked about. And what I love to do is just pull really clear examples. Like for example, several, um, several months ago, I was in an airport and the woman in front of me in line getting on the plane, she had this denim jacket with sparkly pink letters on the <laughs> back of it that said, God is within her. She will not fail. Psalm 465. you know, like I snapped a little picture of that and then show that to kids say, okay, you know, what does it sound like this verse means when it's on the back of her jacket in sparkly pink letters? It sounds like God's inside of her, mm-hmm. anything she's going to do, she can go conquer that, you know, like mm-hmm. girl power. Then we read Psalm 46 in context. We read the whole Psalm and say, hmm, okay, the her that God is within her, what, what is that talking about? And the verse before that talks about there is a city— of God, And so it's like, oh, <laughs> this verse is talking about Jerusalem. Is this verse talking about me? No, right. it's God is within his city. And when the Israelites obey God, he has promised to protect them. Look at this verse is about God keeping his covenant that he made with the Israelites at Mount Sinai. Isn't that incredible? So just doing things like that or the, you know, the example, the verse I gave before, you know, in Matthew 5 about judging and just have our kids practice reading those verses in context. Another really important skill that I think if we want our kids to. To to really be able to weigh everything they hear, whether it's from a pastor or a teacher or a YouTuber or a TikToker or their friend on the playground, is to understand the difference between a descriptive passage and a prescriptive passage. So descriptive means to describe. Prescriptive means to prescribe or to command. And so an easy activity I do with kids is I'll have them draw a picture of their grandma or someone else they love or even like their bedroom and then say, okay, describe this person or this thing to me in three words. And we talk about, oh, a description tells us details about something. Mm -hmm. Some Some of the stories in God's words are descriptive. They're just stories that are furthering along God's big story. And then we talk about, okay, a prescription, what's a prescription that a doctor has given you before? Maybe when you had strep throat, you know, or maybe when you had the flu, we talk about how a prescription is a command, something we're supposed to do. And we talk about how in the Bible, there's some prescriptions, there's some commands, things Mm -hmm. we're supposed to do and things we're not supposed to do. And then there's just some descriptions. And then we have them practice looking for, okay, what are descriptive passages? Because sometimes, you know, pastors who have not been taught how to exegete God's word very well, you know, they Mm -hmm. might take a story like David and Goliath. Like, for example, a very popular children's ministry curriculum several years ago, their lesson for the story of David and Goliath was honor others by giving them a chance. And it's like, (laughs) no, it's not about David (laughs) being the underdog and him killing Goliath. It's about God ushering in the Davidic kingdom, God being faithful to his covenant. And so we teach the kids in descriptive passages. Look for truths about God. Mm -hmm. What does this passage reveal about God? How does it fit into God's big story? You know, so that they're not duped into thinking that we somehow have to squeeze out some moralistic lesson that the original author, you know, never intended in the text. So first we want to teach God's big story, then teach just some basic skills like reading verses in context, like looking for the difference between descriptive and prescriptive passages. And then the third thing that I recommend is teach kids how to read different genres Correctly, and the example I like to give is: I know some people are probably familiar. I mean, nobody was probably alive during this time who's listening to this podcast, but probably heard the story back in 1938, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds radio broadcast. That at the at the beginning of the um, the radio drama, the the announcer, I don't, I don't, and the radio host had made the announcement, you know, you're about to listen to a radio drama called War of the Worlds performed by Orson Welles. Well, then in the beginning of this radio drama, it sounded like a newscast and it was announced that Martians had invaded planet Earth. And so the people who had missed the opening, this is War of the Worlds presented by Orson Welles, thought they were listening to a news broadcast about Martians invading and they freaked out. And so they didn't understand the genre Uh of that radio drama drama. They thought it was a newscast instead of a drama. And there was widespread panic across the U.S. (laughs) And so use that as an example to say, you know, we can be really confused about what God is communicating through His Word, if we don't understand the genre. So talk about, you know, poetry and how we read poetry different than we read history. Because, you know, when we're talking, Mm -hmm. when we're reading about poetry and we're talking about God hiding us beneath the the shadow of His wings or us being the apple of His eye, you know, if we're reading that the same way we read history, we're going to be very confused, you know, because poetry is figurative language. Uh (laughs) You know, so talk about that. And how do we read history different? Or, you know, how do we read a letter... Different than we read a biography. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes people might read the Gospels very similar to how they Mm -hmm. read, like um, Ephesians and Galatians, where it shouldn't be like a letter is meant to be read in its entirety. Like you're not just supposed to open up a letter somebody gave you, look in the middle, and randomly pick out one sentence and be like, oh, that was good. No, you're supposed to read the letter from open to close. So that would be the third thing I would recommend. Talk with our kids about how do we read different genres differently so to make sure we understand them. So again, go through the whole story teach basic skills of sound interpretation, Mm -hmm. and then go through how do you read different genres correctly? And if we can give our kids those three distinct skills, they're going to be so well-equipped
0: to read, interpret, and apply scripture. Amazing. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. We are back with Elizabeth, uh, Miss Miss You. And we are uh, man, okay. You just threw a fire hose at us. (laughs) (laughs) Which was so good. It's so good. But I know we've got a lot of moms, myself even included, and and you know, I love reading God's word and I love reading the whole story and trying to understand the whole story. I mean, I think we're never ever going to get to the point where we understand it fully as humans. You know, Our our human minds can only comprehend so much. Um, But I love trying to understand God's word as a whole. I just finished reading through the entire Old Testament and I'm now Mm -hmm. in the book of Matthew again. And it's so cool to read Matthew after having read the Old Testament again, because I'm able to relate so much of it again back to the prophecies and mm. to where it's talking about Jesus and now Jesus is here and oh my goodness. And I love it when it says, you know, as it was prophesied and then it will give a piece mm. of prophecy from Isaiah or another prophet. And we get to just see that whole picture. And still I find myself so often just overwhelmed and like, okay, how do I understand all of this? How do I bring it all mm. together? And how do I teach it to my kids? How do I teach it to myself? And so you have created a curriculum that helps us as parents to be able to teach our kids how to do this. Walk us through your curriculum a little bit and how you do this. I know it's an online program. Walk us through it and how we can utilize this in our homeschooling Um, especially right now at the beginning of a new year, you know, let's dig into this. Let's commit to doing this with our kids this year.
1: Well, I think what you just described as drinking out of a fire hose is is a very appropriate description. I know I just dumped a lot on everyone where I tell people, you know, that that God has given me in singleness, the gift of time. You know, Mm -hmm. I think there are many moms and dads out there who have the skills that would be equipped to do the same thing, but the ministry that God has called them to right now is to their children, you know, and to disciple their children. And so God's given me the Gift of time. And so, my goal is to utilize that gift in creating resources that equip busy moms and dads to do these things that they have a heart for doing and that they know are important to do, but they don't have the time with what God has called them to, you know, to actually sit down and be like, let me create all of this on my own. Yeah. So, our goal at Foundation Worldview is to provide resources that anyone, any parent who loves Jesus can use with their children. And I know, you know, that many moms like yourself, you know, would be equipped to do this with your kids. And then there Mm -hmm. might be some moms out there who are newer Christians, you know, and are just figuring this out and might think, I don't even know what you're talking about, Elizabeth, you know, when you say the whole story of scripture. And so our goal is that as long as a parent knows how to press print, And play. They can pull up a a chair alongside their child, and as a family, they can come together and learn these skills. So our curriculums—they are all digital licenses, and our family licenses are lifetime. You know, so if you're like, I have a child that could use this right now, but then I also have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and they're too young. Well, you'll have the—if you purchase now, you'll have the resources when they're old enough as well. And so all of our curriculums are video-based. And so you print out the activity sheets that the, your kids will go through during that time. Then you'll watch a just a three minute video for yourself as a parent, just giving you the heads up, like, hey, this is what we're going to cover. This is, you know, make sure you have a pencil or crayons or you know whatever you need for your kids. And then we have a video where we actually do all of the teaching for you. And there'll be places to pause in between to say, okay, we want you to read this portion of scripture and then answer these questions, or we want you to do, you know, like discuss this as a family. And so what we do really in this studying the Bible curriculum is what I just described previously. Um, we have a, a curriculum that's 30 lessons long. So the goal is that you would do it once a week. So we know that homeschooling families are so busy and you know they have so much on their plate. So we don't want to give you a five-day-a-week curriculum because yeah. we know that that can be really overwhelming. So it's just one hour once a week, um, to implement so that it's very manageable bite-sized pieces. And it's broken up into three units, like the three skills that I just described. So the first 10 lessons take you and your kids through the entire narrative of scripture. And so we have, you know, like illustrated timelines that you put together, you know, put those time period cards together. And then we also have you dive into a specific portion of the story in each of those lessons. And we look for several themes and we look for, okay, where do we see themes of God's faithfulness? Mm -hmm. human rebellion and God's rescue plan. And so we're looking at how the entire Old Testament points to Jesus, you know, just like you said in Matthew, (laughs) you know, how it points back to the Old Testament and then how in the New Testament we see the fulfillment of God's plan, Mm -hmm. God's rescue plan. So we do that in the first 10 lessons. The second group of 10 lessons are on important skills in interpreting scripture. So we go through reading Bible verses in context, looking at the difference between descriptive and prescriptive. We talk about how, you know, the Bible, the truths in the Bible are objective, meaning they don't come from us. No matter what we think, feel, or believe about them, they remain true because yeah. they come from God the author. And so we talk about looking for truths about God, looking for truths about humans, looking for truths about God's rescue plan. We get into different skills like using Bible maps, reading the introduction to a book to understand the historical context. We talk about asking questions like, which covenant do these commands describe living under? You know, because I know a lot of times, you know, people who are opposed to Christianity will just say, oh, well, you cherry pick, you know, like, right. why do you grow two different vegetables in your garden, you know, <laughs> when it says not to? And it's like, well, what, com- what covenant does that describe? Mm -hmm. living under. So we go through important skills. And then the final set of 10 lessons, we cover a different genre in each one of the 10 lessons. And we look at, okay, let's look at that. You know, like if we're in prophecy, okay, what was a prophet's job how is prophecy written different you know than history how is it written mm-hmm. different than letters and then we read through a passage and we've just put in you know skills of how we read prophecy you know like looking for where is the prophet yeah. reminding the people of words that god had already spoken where is this prophet calling people back to god's covenant with them where is this prophet telling things that are going to happen in the near future like judgment that's coming when god is going to send you know the assyrian army or the babylonian army to conquer the Israelites. When is this prophet talking about things in the distant future, like when Jesus is going to come or when Jesus is going to come the second time? And so we just go through these skills. And so the goal is that by the end, That you know, you and your children will be equipped to read through God's word, and then the final thing we do is we issue a challenge. We issue a challenge for the kids to commit to reading through the entire Bible, and we've provided a a Bible reading plan where we have actually skipped over some of the more sexualized narratives Mm -hmm. and some of the violent narratives that might just not be appropriate for kids, you know, under the age of twelve to read through. And we we directly discuss that with them. We say, you know, this is almost the entire Bible and the whole Bible is important. But the reason we have skipped over some of these things, you know, is because the Bible talks about human sin and some of this isn't appropriate right now for you to read through. So that's what we do. And the goal is just to equip parents and kids together to read, interpret, and apply scripture in a way that is in line with, you know, God's original intent for the passages. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I know with my, my oldest daughter, um, she last year finished reading through the entire Bible on her own, but she actually did it as an audio um, Bible because she just prefers audio over an actual physical book. And we were totally fine with that. We're like, if you want to listen and now, my younger daughter is doing the same. She's 11. And so she's reading through the entire Bible. And so I love that you're you're able to kind of take out those parts, but we have so many resources for us now Mm -hmm. that we can hand our kids, you know, an audio Bible and they can listen they can listen to I mean, my my oldest, she loves to draw. And so she'll just sit and she'll doodle as she's mm-hmm. listening um, to the Bible and she listens to it better that way. And um, and praise That's God, awesome. I'm, I'm so thankful that you've taken the time to create this resource. And so you said you have a family license where the whole family can do it at every stage because you have different mm-hmm. stages for the different ages um, to be able to go through yes. this. So it sounds amazing. And you've got the videos where you teach it and then you've got the downloadable PDFs. So they can just print off what they need. So so see, okay, stop panicking, people. Because <laughs> Elizabeth <laughs> teaches it for you. Um, she, te- she teaches you how to teach it to your kids. And I think that's one of the best ways for us to learn is for another teacher to come alongside us and teach us how to teach our kids, not just teaching it for us, but with us. And uh, so what a great resource you have created. Well, we have a lot more to talk about, but we're going to be back tomorrow to talk about those things. We are out of time today. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit more about digging into God's word, teaching it to our kids, teaching them how to study the word of God, because it is so vitally important for their walk with the Lord. If they don't know how to study his word, they're not going to know him. And if they don't know him, they're not going to follow him. And uh, so thank you, Elizabeth. Tell us again what your website is and where people can find out more about your curriculum and about you.
1: Yes, foundationworldview.com. I know that's long, just
0: like my last name, but if you just remember foundationworldview.com, you can find us there. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening today. If you've not seen the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. People still, it's so much fun. We're still getting comments from people how uh, of how they're just gathering their friends together and they're bringing them into their living room. They're showing the movie. They're having snacks together and just enjoying the encouragement together and then discussion afterwards. And so we encourage you to do that as well. Just download it. You can you can get the streaming or you can get the DVD, whatever works best for you. But watch the movie if you haven't seen it. I promise you, it will encourage you because God, has, He is faithful and His hand is all over this movie. Schoolhouserocked.com. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye.